Welcome to the Coffee Buzz. My name is Brad. Thank you for listening. Really appreciate that. Hope you're having a great day. I, uh, I'm pretty excited about today. I'm not going to lie. There's a uh, grand opening of a new summer moon here in town. Just right down the street. Happens to be right across from my uh, my favorite H-E-B, my uh, grocery store here. So, you know, it's a win-win for Brad. <laughs> They are uh, apparently giving away hats for the first hundred people. I don't know if I'll make it over there to be the first hundred. I mean, I'm definitely up early enough, but something about me and big crowds, (laughs) I don't know. The older I get, uh, the less I want to uh, endure the crowds. But I'm trying to be more open-minded about that kind of thing. And uh, I do like a free hat. I mean, I need something to cover up. The, uh, the hair that's disappearing on the top of my head. So I uh, I may have to make it out there. I may have to be one of those first hundred people. It kind of ties into what I'm talking about today. And uh, it's uh, this concept that I've heard recently. It's something about the pendulum of energy. And basically what that means If you've ever been to a sporting event, you know what I'm talking about. You know, a big, huge sporting event, college game, uh, NFL games, NBA. They just have this sort of energy about them. And you can kind of get caught up in that. Um, For me, the one that had the most energy was... It was an exhibition game between Mexico and the USA for soccer. And uh, the wave went around, I think, four or five times. And I'd never seen that happen before. You know, I've seen the wave maybe once. People would try to do it. But, uh, I mean, people had horns, you know, those big, huge, long horns that they blow at the soccer games. It was like nothing I'd ever experienced. Um, Another pendulum of energy that I used to get caught up in was politics. Because you can get sort of into this rhythm, this pendulum with people, you know, the daily rhythm of of whatever information bubble you're caught up in, and it sort of feeds your, uh, you know, that that energy that you want to get every day. I used to get a rise out of it because we absorb thought energy. I used to think that. Every thought I had just originated with me and that I was the the keeper of the domain of all my thoughts. And that's that's not quite how it is. It's it was a hard pill to swallow for me because I consider myself individualistic and that my thoughts are my own and I am a single entity living amongst everyone else. And that's true on some level, but I have to be mindful of what pendulums I am a part of um, to not get caught up in the ones that are negative or low energy. And not only that, but I have to be vigilant and actually take responsibility for not only my thoughts, but the thoughts that are coming in. Um, 
I mean, we're basically just these giant cell phone towers and we are absorbing in all of the energy from other people. And this goes way beyond just, you know, the old saying of being mindful of the five people you hang out with the most. I don't even know if I hang out with five people, to be honest with you. Um, but I was a part of plenty of pendulums that I've been caught up in. You know, some of those, for me, I think some of the strongest ones, is, uh, you know, when I was back in college, I, I sort of lucked into this position with the uh, college newspaper. You know, I started off as just a interview reporter because, you know, I, I was new. I wanted to be a writer, but um, I didn't have the confidence really at the time. And so they would send me out to interview people, which, you know, I was, I'd come up with some questions. They would give me other ones and I would show up with a tape recorder and, you know, essentially just transcribe all of the information that I, I got. And eventually I somehow made my way up to editor of this newspaper. And it was that pendulum that, that sort of took me there because I definitely did not have the resume to be an editor, but because I was around so many creative people, it just rubbed off on me and I started becoming uh, this, this persona. Uh, another job that I had that, that did the same thing was the radio station. You know, when I was around these DJs that had been doing this job for 20 years plus, it really just started to to put me in a place where I viewed myself as this disc jockey that, that could do this. I mean, I started from, <laughs> I would run the religious programming from three to five in the morning on Sundays. That was how I got my in. And then eventually I was working 10 to three uh, in the midday at this classic rock station. And it was only because of all of the people around me and just spending all that time with them in this environment. And uh, I know I'm talking a lot about jobs, but the, these for me were very strong pendulums of energy. And another that came along was uh, this, this corporate job that I had. My first corporate job after all the radio stations and the, uh, and the, uh, the newspaper it was this um, credit card company. You know, I, it was that time where I needed to have insurance. <laughs> Luckily, it came along at just the right time. But it was it was a horrible job. It was this collections company, and it you could just feel the energy when you went into this place. Like it was just uh, very low, very dark, and it really during that time. I got very depressed because I was working with people that nobody was passionate about what they were doing. I mean, there were, there were a few people that, you know, actually wanted to be in the call center credit card industry. But for the most part, it was people like me that just wanted to get their foot in the door somewhere where they could have benefits, insurance, and, and try to, you know, earn a living. And, um, but it was 
man, you talk about getting beat up every day <laughs> and not only just beat up by people that don't want to pay their bills, but you would hear some of the saddest stories ever about why people got in that position. Um, it was, it was definitely a, you know, a, a pendulum going on there. Um, but getting away from the jobs, like even cities have their own energy. You know, when I first moved to Austin, uh, or when I first actually came to Austin to visit, I just fell in love with the vibe of this city. You know, it has this uh, sort of eclectic feel to it. Uh, it's changed a lot now, um, or maybe I've changed a lot. I'm sure both. But um, when I first came here, it was sort of like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'd come from small towns before this, so I'd never really lived in a city with more than like 50,000 people in the population. And so to see all these artistic people, they just, everyone seemed free here. Uh, when I would go downtown and, and see, you know, different concerts and, uh, and go to restaurants and, and bars, people just seemed happier here than at other places that I'd lived. And I really just wanted to be a part of that. So I didn't know how I was going to get here, but I knew I had to live in Austin. Concerts are another one where you see very different pendulums of energy. Um, if you go to a Tool concert, it's got a much different vibe than, say, a Head in the Heart show or, uh, you know, something like that. Uh, I know when I go to a Flaming Lips show, I, I kind of feel like I found my people because <laughs> it's just a bunch of uh, oddball freaks <laughs> that uh, it's a, sort of like a, a community. Part of the going to a concert for me is not just to see the, the band, but also to kind of uh, be amongst all of my different uh, fellow fans that are and sometimes I've gone to concerts before and, uh, and maybe this is shallow, but, uh, I'd look around at the fans and go, man, maybe I'm not, uh, one of these people. <laughs> I don't want to call out any, uh, artists because, you know, somebody might be a fan of who I'm talking about, but I've seen that happen before as well. I think I've talked about this, the trail running. I, one of the reasons that I sort of gravitate towards that now, instead of the street races is that the people are just so much, um, there's a higher vibe there. They, uh, they're more conscious. You can just tell they're more polite for, for one thing. And it, uh, it, that is a pendulum that I definitely want to be a part of what it kind of comes down to, in my opinion, in terms of watching all the thoughts that are coming in, um, is that I have to become the observer what I mean by that is I have to observe my thoughts as they're happening. And it's, it takes some practice, but because I can pick and choose which thoughts sort of stay in my mind, I have to become much more mindful of what it is and just to observe the thoughts. And it's really, you, I have to disidentify with those thoughts and, um, just know that the thoughts are not me. I'm not my thoughts. None of us are because there's a space between thoughts and identification. And what that is, is 
that's the consciousness part. That's the part of us, our higher self, or some people call it a soul. And that's what we have to strive to kind of live in. And it, it sort of reminds me of this article, you know, all this pendulum of energy talk. It, uh, it's an article I read this week about Warren Buffett, of all people. Um, he says that the difference between successful people and really successful people is that the really successful people say no to almost everything. <laughs> he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't get it caught up in unnecessary pendulums. We have to simplify our lives if we want to be in that really successful category, and it means just saying no over and over again to all kinds of things. So uh, this article also has some suggestions, things that we should not, things that we should do to be successful, because who doesn't want to be successful, right? <laughs> um, the first one on the list here is uh, saying no to opportunities that don't excite us or don't speak to our values. Here's a good one. Say no to superficial networking events where people swap business cards and basically never hear from one another. <laughs> it says uh, successful people don't network, they build relationships. Um, what else here? This, uh, say no to, to spending time with uninspiring, critical, or negative people. Time is precious. Choose a circle of people who will energize you and change you to be better. And this is has been very true for me. I've had to stop associating with some very close people just because of this very concept. Um, that doesn't mean I will never hang out with them again or spend time with them, but uh, they have to stop being so negative, basically. I'm kind of a, uh, I keep a strict social diet. <laughs> you must be this tall to enter kind of thing. Um, say no to people pleasing. Successful people don't neglect their deepest wishes and desires to accommodate and yield to others' wishes and desires. You know, this one is one that I've thought I didn't do for a long time, but I've caught myself in uh, on the last couple of years trying to to please people or uh, do things that really I don't think uh, just for the the validation of other people. Um, that's a slippery slope right there. Uh, I know that some people have a hard time with it because they don't want to stand out. You know, they don't want to be looked at as strange or abnormal um, because of their, their dream. And they just sort of put it on a shelf because, you know, these other people would not approve of that. And that's really just sad because, uh, you know, the only people that really tear you down for your following your dream are, are people that don't have their own dream. And it's just one of the ways that we sort of live in these you know, quiet, mediocre lives is that, you know, we're trying to please the people around us that they don't really want us to be any better sometimes. Um, it's it's uh, something to watch out for, for sure. The article talked about uh, that Buffett once walked his uh, personal pilot through a life-changing exercise in goal setting. And uh, it's a simple three-step process that he gave this guy about saying no to distractions and uh, 
honing in on his success. Uh, the three steps are, number one, you write down your list of your top 25 career goals. And then you circle the five that really speak to you. And, and he says, these are your most urgent career goals. And the number three, I love this one. He says, completely eliminate the other 20 that you have listed. <laughs> Just cross them off. And uh, despite whatever importance you thought they had, just get rid of them. Um, basically, those 20 are not urgent priorities, and you shouldn't waste your time on them. And uh, the point is to say no to everything on the list except for what you've declared in your heart. Just focus on those five most important things. And uh, these are what you know we should put all of our effort in. And we should watch those pendulums of energy and not get caught up in the ones that are negative because as much as I hate to admit it, uh, I am not just this individual that is siloed off from the influence of others. You know, we, we can't help it. As human beings, we just take in other people's energy and their thoughts. Well, that's all I got for today. Uh, be sure you check the show notes. I'm going to list this article as well as a, a YouTube channel for my guy that uh, where I actually uh, heard this whole concept of the pendulums of energy, Aaron Doughty. He's one of my favorites. And you can also find my latest and greatest playlist on the uh, on Spotify. I'll link that in the show notes. And it's a uh, concept playlist this, this month. It's uh, songs from the 80s and uh, some newer songs that sound like the 80s because... Never thought I'd see the day, but uh, the 80s are making a comeback. <laughs> Makes me feel like I'm uh, 12 years old all over again. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you next week.